Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. I have to tell you, this, uh, I feel lucky right now. It's quarantine. Uh, I'm with spending it with someone I really care about, and uh, we've been together for, since uh, October. Uh, however, I am aware that there's so many uh, listeners and, and people out there who are quarantined, uh, and they're alone, uh, they feel isolated, or they could be with someone and uh, feel like a burden, um, and with everything that's happening in the news, and uh, it's changing every day, every hour, uh, every week, um, there, there's people who are losing hope, and, uh, you know, I've been there. I've I felt lonely. I felt like a burden. I have to be honest. There there are moments now, even in in my relationship, uh, where I do feel like a burden, and I've, I've learned how to manage. I've learned how to work through that. Uh, it's not easy to to have those conversations, to be that to be that vulnerable, to to share what you're what we're really feeling. To, to ask the, the deeper questions, it's so easy for us to, to say things are fine or great, but to, to ask uh, the real questions to get to the root of our, our fears and our anxieties. I bring this up because this is what I coach my clients through. I, I, if you go to thrivewithleo.com, I can coach you through better communication. I can coach you through uh, not feeling like a burden, to, to feel like a blessing instead of a burden, uh, to have hope instead of feeling hopeless, to, to feeling connected instead of isolated. Go to thrivewithleo.com and I only have a few slots left. But this is something that I'm connected to, and this is the moment. This is the opportunity for us to to work on ourselves, to to come down from the mountains, to 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 emerge from the caves, uh, stronger, better, sharper, more connected, uh, calmer, and and with some tools and strategies that will help us uh, not only during this quarantine but after so thank you once again for tuning in i have some amazing amazing episodes coming up for you uh with uh, psychologists and book authors and and comedians and and a lot of people who have uh been through the mental and emotional struggle uh struggle with suicidality and and also those who help uh, people uh, and help us get through that. Uh, so stay tuned. A lot of these will be skyped. A lot of the uh, so I apologize in advance for the the uh, audio quality, um, but but stick through the episodes and uh, and we're all gonna grow and get through this together. So head to thrivewithleo.com for your one on one coaching session with yours truly. And with that said, let's get into the episode. 
Yeah. So how oh. are you? Uh, oh, oh, you sounded excited about oh. something. What? Oh, I, I was like, well, you, I think you were just about to ask me how I'm, how I'm, how I'm dealing. And, uh, I, I'm like, well, I just lit a candle. Um, oh, you did. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying, trying to make sure that I have a candle lit like at all times, you know, you can just like, look at the flame, smell the aromatherapy, you know, I'm trying to like, I got some like room spray, um, uh, you know, uh, uh Ripley's had, uh, some nightmares and she jumps in the bed in the middle of the night, you know, with us. Um, but I, I have like room spray for her room and room spray for, for our room. So like, you know, I'm like, Oh, this is supposed to help, you know, this will help like you sleep better. And, um, uh, she's not waking up screaming anymore, which is great. Um, she just wakes up and then she just comes climbs in the bed in the middle of the bed you know, with us, which is very sweet. And I'll wake up and I'm like, you know, I think we need to get a California King cause, um, it, we have a, a queen and um, oh yeah it's not big enough for three yeah three people and two cats um and like uh <laughs> and like uh uh ripley's in the middle between me and daddy um and uh and then fonzie sleeps on my face and weasel sleeps uh on my on my groin so like every night like i'll, I'll wake up and I'll be like, I am so hot. Like, what? Like, how hot is it in this house? And like, I'll wake up like, like sweating. I'm like, oh god, because I'm always, I'm always cold, right? Yeah, um, cat fur is hot. Is it's not? That's not warm. And you got all that body heat surrounding you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like in like a, a, yeah, I'm getting cooked in like an adorable oven, you know? Yeah. But, what? Uh, what? Uh, what scent? <laughs> what scent candle are you are you using? Right now it's rose. Um, so that's like all about like self love, you know, we could all use a little extra self care. Um, but I have like, um, uh, I found this really cool, like candle joint, you know, uh, called spire fire. Um, and they have some really cool scents that they have like ghastly library or I'm sorry, uh, go is it ghastly or is it ghostly castle? ghostly castle and it's like it's like a sweet like uh, i can't describe it but it does smell like like a haunted uh like a haunted yet sweet like like castle that you would find like like out in the summer of you know in england with like the flowers are blooming but the inside it's they have like these very complicated like scents but i have like um, some like they have Dia del Dia de los Chir- uh, Churros, which is very very sweet, and I have some like uh, like some like honey honeydew like cantaloupe and like key lime pie kind of things. So I'm 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 trying to fill the house with like lovely scents, you know. You know that it, it makes sense. Yeah, it almost makes me like yeah think that you should get like a, a pine scented candle. You know, bring, bring a little Christmas up in the house. You know what I mean? Like, why wait? Why wait? Why wait till December? We don't know if that's coming. So let's, br- let's bring it in now. You know, we don't know what's around that corner. I have one in the uh, in the um, uh, in the dining room. I have a, a this like green like pine uh, pine candle that I threw some like apple melts in. So it's like it's like it's very Christmassy. Um, because, and yeah, we're doing our, um, we're doing our, um, 
photo albums, and I just found $101 in a card, and uh, Cooper found 100 bucks in another card a couple of days ago. So we're finally getting around to, like, putting our, our photos and cards away um, from, like, when we got married. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just found some cash, which is good. Um, especially uh, now, for sure. Yeah. Especially now. I was like, Cooper, we should probably take all of our cash out of the bank because with this idiot in the White House, like the FDIC doesn't really mean much. You know, you got Mnuchin, you know, Mnuchin uh, heading everything up. Like, we need to take out all of our cash and bury it somewhere in the house, like, like, <laughs> like a hollow out a wall. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> I mean, how are you? How are you keeping up your spirits, uh, Darren? Like, how are you finding hope? Um, well, uh, creative expression is great. Like, um, we made a, a fairy, uh, a fairy garden, and we were doing some painting. And I saw on Rachel Maddow that at like one p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this guy who does like children's books has a thing called uh, Lunch Doodles. Um, and he like invites everybody to come like take like a master class in doodling and like it's good for kids and it's good for adults and so like with so much like dying around us it's important for us to create and I'm writing some jokes I'm gonna submit my um, uh, uh, late night uh, uh, yeah late night comedy uh, writers workshop packet. Um, the day before my birthday is when, when it's due. So I'm starting to, you know, work on that. Um, and my birthday is April 6th. Um, so yeah, it's from NBC. So if you, if you like, you know, like to write, um, late night jokes, you know, get your packet together and, and send it in. So I always have to have something that I'm working towards or I lose hope. So, um, like stuff around the house where we've cleaned Ripley's room. Her room is finally clean and perfect, and I took a picture so that I can remember what it looked like. Our dining room is, is exactly the way that I want our dining room. We did a, a mural, um, uh, uh, and it's a predator like jungle dining room. <laughs> so, um, and we're working on our um, alien versus predator uh, terrarium. Um, Going to do the patio. So, like every, you know, like. We're going to take this time to like create stuff as like a family and get our creative expression that way, as well as like work on like Coop's been doing um, this television show for a long time, playing the same character for, you know, a few years. Um, so he's taking this downtime to like, you know, he did a, a silly video um, with some friends um, uh where it's like Lord of the Rings, but if they had to communicate um, via technology instead of actually being in the same room. So he got to play like the Hugo Weaving character from Lord of the Rings. Um, So, but like janky. So we made some like elf ears and like use like um, aluminum foil from the kitchen to make a crown, you know, and, um, and going through the kitchen and being like, Hey, what can I make with what I have? Cause we're not leaving the house, you know? Yeah, like everything we have is right here. You know, everything I mean, we need is right here. Yeah, that was that's that's uh, I forget what biblical verse that is, but you know, it's in the Bible where I forget uh I, I want to say Ruth or something, but her husband dies and uh you know, she doesn't have any money or food and she's trying to figure out how to survive. And she's mm-hmm. like, "What do I have in the house?" and 
she had these jars and and she was she would sell the jars and then she would make use that money to to uh, uh, buy seeds so she could plant things to put in the jars and then she was selling the jars with this or whatever and then she just slowly started making money but it all started with her figuring out what she had what resources were available to her mm-hmm. and then and then slowly you know building her fortune from that yeah we, um, we like yeah we're planting tomatoes um whoa. and strawberries so that you know i mean we should you should always have something on hand that you can eat you know in the event that you can't you can't uh you know leave the house yeah because i remember when i was at your house for uh your uh, i don't know if it was your birthday or it was like but it was a pool party and you you kids were growing all types of stuff on the uh yeah watermelon (laughs) and grapes and like so wait (laughs) what's in the backyard right now well we don't live at that place anymore that was a house we were renting and um uh, now we have a condo which is significantly harder um and the hoa will not let me build an orchard like i wanted to plant an orchard in front you know i was like we need avocado trees we need lemon trees we need cherry trees we need orange trees we need (laughs) we need to have a sustainable you know and i've been pushing for this for years i'm like we need to have a sustainable like like tomatoes you know, like garden where you can grow and you can like pick your own food, right? In the event of something happening, right? And now I'm always right. I'm so tired of being always right. It's it's like a, um, but right now we just have uh, tomatoes and uh, mint and basil and strawberries, and um, we're doing like have to hang them off the balcony and like topsy turvies. But I don't know if they're going to get enough sun. You know, so I might have to hang, dangle them out of my windows and, you know, dare HOA to get in my face about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do right now? Nothing. Fine, they're, they're probably, right? What are they going to come? They're going to come knock on your door? What are they going to do? Yeah. Nothing. Nah. You just be like, cough. Back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a note, bitch. <laughs> so, so like, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. And we have like, um, so yeah, that's what we're growing, but we have like back. You remember back in 2012 where like the dead were supposed to rise from the grave right. and like eat everybody. Um, we kind of prepared for that. So we still have like, um, and, and then when, when Donald Trump got elected, we also were like, Oh, well let's double down and we need to get, um, uh, you know, hazmat suits. So we have like gas masks, hazmat suits. We even have one for Ripley. We've got, um, uh, I've got like two, uh, like eight foot spears, machetes, a crossbow, I've got <laughs> like a water filtration system. I've got those like packs of, um, like dehydrated food that you add water to. Um, uh, if you're like, you know, like trapped out in the desert and like, like, and, 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 um, like a while ago, I got a bunch of toilet paper and paper towels and laundry detergent and bleach and Cooper and hand san- hand sanitizer and hand soap, like antibacterial hand soap, because our, our Costco membership was going to expire. And I was like, I'm not going to get a new, like, these are the only things that I want from Costco. Right. And my husband was like, where are we going to put all of this? And I was like, I'll find a place. And he was like, this is insane. How many, how many cleaning products do we need? And I was like, and then like, you know, flash forward, you know, like three months. And he's like, I'm so glad you got all of yeah. this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I told you I was right. I'm tired of always being right. Um, so, so like, um, 
so yeah, I think we're, I think we can, um, hold up here for, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, um, well, how long do tomatoes last? Well, um, I think yeah, they'll grow forever, you know, wow. you know, if you feed them yeah, yeah and, yeah. and they get sunlight and water, they aren't producing any fruit right now. We just started with the tomatoes. Um, we used to have the most delicious tomatoes um, and back when you came to that that backyard party. Like our strawberries and tomatoes and our jalapenos. I, I, I that was when I figured out like the red jalapenos are the same thing as green jalapenos. They've just been allowed to mature on the vine, and they have such a better taste when they turn red. And they're so they're such they're they're hotter. And it's like they're smokier, and like if you uh, cut them uh, down the middle and soak them in like vo- uh, vodka or tequila, you just let them sit there, and like you have like this delicious like flavored tequila, you know. So like, yeah, I'm taking this opportunity to just be like, what do I have, and what can I make, you know? Like, I like uh, that. What do I have, and what can I make? Yeah. And like coloring books, like doing lots of coloring, you know, uh, Ripley thinks it's for her, but I need to color also, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and. Well, it sounds like Cooper's <laughs> doing a lot of cooking. Like, is he, is he to cook most of the time or are you guys sharing that or, or what? He does breakfast. Okay. He's great for like um, breakfast food. That's like his specialty. He makes, he makes the pancakes. I'll burn pancakes. I don't, plus I don't eat pancakes. I don't have his metabolism. I eat a pancake and like, they're going to have to like grease me up to get me through the door. You know, like, uh, he's got this crazy metabolism. I'm like, I'll have my protein shake. Thank you. Uh, Ian Ripley can have pancakes and he makes like, uh, uh, you know, roasted tomatoes cause he's English. Like, and that's like a breakfast food, you know, like you, you cut the tomatoes and put a little butter and the pan and like sear them. It's actually really good. Um, but I do like, uh, uh, the lunch and dinner. And right now I have, uh, made a big thing of brown rice, put some peas, like frozen peas in it and some chopped up some mushrooms. And like, that's the staple with like kale that we have to eat by the 28th (laughs) so like everything is like a rice kale salad and i think i've got some i've got some dried cranberries and some walnuts i'm gonna throw that in there and then you know call it a day call it a meal you know i love that it's all about really being able to to feed yourself with with food and not Mm -hmm. with uh snacks or other processed stuff uh which is uh my girl, she, you know, we had some Cliff Bars, and I went through like five of them yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she was like, "We have these sweet potatoes. Why don't we eat those?" And I was like, "You're absolutely right. I need to eat sweet <laughs> potatoes, but you're gonna have to hide those Cliff Bars from me because I, I love the oatmeal raisin." Oh, those are so good. So yes, yeah, sweet potatoes, man. Throw that. Do you have a slow cooker? We yeah, we have a crock pot. So yeah, yeah we pot, yeah. well we put the sweet potatoes in the in the oven and then we we make like stews mm-hmm. and uh, like chilies in our crock pot, um, you know because mm-hmm. that takes it. You know what? I just love the smell of food. The aroma of food in the house is very. You know, we talk. Uh, everybody talks about meditation and uh, taking a bath and all these other calming things, but there's also mm-hmm. something very calming and soothing about the smell of 
food in the house, when you know that food is cooking, and especially when you know it's going to take hours, there's something very calming about six hours from now, I'm going to have like this delicious treat that uh, helps mm-hmm. settle in, you know? Well, that's primal, you know, that's like first chakra shit, you know, like, um, you know, like, like knowing that you're, you're going to be protected and that you, you, you need food to live. So it's like, you know, addressing like the most primal of, you know, of urges is like food, shelter, or, um, procreation, you know? <laughs> so. You say food, shelter, procreation. Mm-hmm. Those are like the first thing, you know, I was, I was going to use the other, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, sex, food and shelter are like, are like the most primal of urges, you know, it's, uh, 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 once you, you can't, it's like, you almost can't address the rest of it. You know, you can't like elevate yourself spiritually unless you can address like having that or not having that be like, you know, I mean, uh, Cooper will get hangry if he doesn't eat like, uh, um, I, for the most part, am like, oh, I can go, you know, hours and be like, oh, I have a headache. Oh yeah. I forgot to eat two of my three meals today. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? What have I been doing? Um, uh, I don't, I don't, people who, to me, that's a superpower to be able to forget to eat. There's, I, I do, I'm always aware of what I'm eating, when I'm eating, and then what I'm going to eat again. Like, I, like I, I'm, everything I do is revolved revolves around food. Like, people go, "Man, you work out every day, yeah?" Because I, I want to eat, and but I just don't feel right eating without having worked out first. Right. So it's like yeah, yeah. it's my reward. But I, I'm only thinking about eating while I'm working out. Make no mistake. <laughs> I'm not like, oh, I'm going to lose weight. Oh, my body feels great. I'm like. No, I have like overnight oats waiting for me at home with, with <laughs> banana and and honey and uh, the, all the seeds and, you know, anything I want to dump in there, you know? Yeah, amen to that, man. You like, talked, uh, yeah. Uh, earlier you talked about like, you know, being being emotional. Um, did you, how, how do you, how have you calmed yourself, uh, you know, before all this? Like what, um, you know, because I, I could imagine, like, if you're still emotional now, like, being a teenager in middle school or, like, was it even, were, were you even more so emotional or? I think I was, like, I think I was less so. Like, I um, I think for a few years I was like, hey, you know, I just need to, like, turn the tap off, you know, and just kind of, like, keep everything surface, you know. So, um I wasn't too incredibly uh, emotional. I was like more analytical and like, Hey, you know, if I, if I break the seal on this, um, I'm going to be a mess. So let's just keep everything light, you know? And it kind of, you know, and and that's how I needed it to be at that time. You know, what was going on that you, that you felt like you had to, um, sequester yourself so to speak oh i came from a really really abusive house household and there was like there are like you know deep uh deep deep trauma for like all of the kids 
and the parents too, you know, but it was just a, a horrible, horrible mess. And I wouldn't give my parents the satisfaction of seeing me in pain, you know, and I wouldn't give anybody else the satisfaction. I, I was like, well, you know, um, um, uh, you're not going to see me cry, but you are going to wonder if I put something in your drink. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, that's how I dealt with my shit. I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm not going to cry, but I am going to get my revenge, you know? And that's how I lived my life for a long time. Wow. I was like, um, um, there's like, 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 um, the only way that I could look myself in the mirror is like, oh yeah, you hurt me, but I got you worse, you know? And, um, then it was only in college when like I had time to reflect, you know, and then like the PTSD sits in, sets in and you're like, I'm highly emotional and, uh, and like, like over everything. And it's like, then the, it was like one day in acting class, you know, (laughs) it was funky acting class one day the, like I gave myself permission to open the valve and now I'm just like, um, uh, um, yeah, um, like I'm highly emotional and I'm okay with it, you know? Wow. All but, right, Liz, <laughs> I'm, I'm picking up that, um, scratching. It's like a scratching sound in the, in the, in the background. I can't tell if the, if the mic is, is rubbing against something as you're, as you're talking or is it, um, Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's uh, talk about food. I did uh, just have a bite of food. Uh, so that could be me <laughs> mm. Okay, how's that? Perfect. Ah, oh, absolutely oh, love it. Could be me. Could be um. me chewing. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean the tools that like made make me a, a good actor are like tools that um, can make me a problematic uh, person. You know, because like. Like, uh, um, and my husband's the same way. Like both of us are like those people who are like, um, I know you don't know me, but this person isn't, shouldn't be allowed to talk to you like that, you know? And like, (laughs) and like, and like, you know, excuse me, is there a problem here? Like we're both, we're both like that, you know, we both are like, okay, there's a problem here. I'm going to solve it. And, um, since I've had Ripley, um, I can't like be ready to throw down on like all the time, you know, like I can throw down, like whoever's, whoever's, you know, with her grabs her and the other one stays behind and handles the situation. Um, oh golly, let me hide that because my cheek was accidentally, um, beeping the, uh, dial. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, um, I took like this self-defense class and I was like, how do you fight two guys while holding a toddler? And, <laughs> And like, cause I've had to fight two guys before that was, but, but you know, and like my car broke down, wow. um, in a bad neighborhood and, um, and he was like, well, first you put down the toddler <laughs> 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 and I was like, I hadn't even considered that. Me either. So, I, I, you know, cause we, we watch those movies and, and they, and they don't put down the toddler. They hold on the toddler and with one, with the other hand dismantle mm-hmm. the other two guys in a matter right? of seconds yeah it's like you, you and kick then them. and then grab their latte yeah right <laughs> yeah you, you kick them i figured oh well there's is there some footwork i need to do like <laughs> holding the toddler um uh, and uh, he's like no you sat down 
And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So um, <laughs> it's all it's all learning new skills, you know. And as horrible as this whole like corona- coronavirus thing is, it's like it's teaching us all uh, a, a set of new skills, you know, like how do you cope? You know, uh, do you like your family enough to stay? You know, like, do you like your your loved one enough to like be be around them all the time for like? you know, two weeks. Yeah, I do. And actually it's really fun because, uh, we, we all don't get to hang out together. Yeah. You so, know, so it sounds like you guys are, yeah, it sounds like you guys are having fun and, and, and creating, like you said, like you just have to create and have a goal set for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have family workout time. We're all working out to, uh, Julian Michaels. Um, everybody says she's mean, but she seems like a nice lady to me. Uh, I never watched the biggest loser, but I was like, Oh God, is she going to yell at me and call me fat? And, and <laughs> I guess that's what I thought that she was, you know, but, um, no, we're just doing the, you know, family workout time. Very fun. I'm going to, I'm going to use this opportunity to get ripped, you know, cause like I still haven't fully recovered from giving birth, you know? There are still like some problem areas that like after you have a kid, people are like, oh, you know, you had a kid, you know, it's fine if you can never wear your favorite clothes again. But and I'm like, no, I'm getting back in them and I'm not I'm not sizing up, you know, fuck that. You size up. I I like that. It sounds like because, you know, going back to your childhood when you talked about like all the pain, um, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you you expressed that pain, you released it through uh through revenge or at least hinting at Mm -hmm. revenge, the threat of revenge. Uh, Did you, (laughs) did you do any other work to help you uh, move through that, that childhood trauma? No. Um, And I couldn't figure out why I was repeating the same um, uh, self-sabotaging, you know, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I would self-sabotage myself a lot. And I didn't even talk to a therapist until I was 30. Can, um, you, can you walk us through what the self-sabotage looked like and then what the, what the therapy uh, experience was? Um, I think um, not allowing myself to be fully present. And I think I could have gotten more from my, um, my schooling, you know, I, I think I could have uh, learned more uh, quicker if I hadn't been dealing with like, you know, PTSD issues. I think I, I would have, uh, you know, I had lots of opportunities and I think I squandered a few of them because I was dealing with my own bullshit, you know, like uh, not fully focusing, not putting in the work. Um, uh, uh, but it's kind of like hard to like you know, put in the work and like, cause like, like, a, you know, I was in like national honor society and president of theater when I was in high school. And then like my mom and I had this really big falling out where she like tried to kill me. And I ended up like, like, um, like it was the first time I ever hit her back. And like, she started convulsing after like, cause I hit her in that temple. Um, and, uh, uh, and, uh, she ended up convulsing and I had to call 911 and I ended up taking my dog and my little sister and 
in with this guy who I just had been dating for two weeks and I was a virgin and he wanted sex, but I didn't give it to him. So he ended up giving me the apartment for like a month and then moving to Kansas to be with this ex-girlfriend. And like, it was just like, I didn't have a car and how do I get to school? And I'm working at Burger King and my little sister stole the rent money for drugs. And like, it's just a fucking mess. You know what I mean? So I think that like, I mean, and that was actually like, you know, um, uh, and that's just like the tip of the iceberg. Like things got things. That's like the bright side. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it was a, uh, I had a lot like psychologically to work with. And I, I wish that like at the time of my trauma, I, I would have said, Hey, I need to talk to the school counselor instead of like, you know, getting pissed off when they would give me shit about being late to class, you know, like, I'm like, you're lucky I'm even here. Do you even know what's going on? You know, I, I probably, but I mean, but I mean, you know, I, I didn't really trust any adult other than my drama teacher who like, you know, got in my parents' face, you know, about what they were doing with the kids. And, you know, he was gay. So they were like, oh, he's, you know, he's this, my mother would call him a poofta, which is like so primitive. And, um, like tried to get him fired for being gay, you know, just cause he stood up for me. So I don't know. I had a lot of shit. I wish I would have talked to somebody sooner because, uh, it kind of, you know, I mean, uh, some members of my, uh, like, you know, some, uh, you know, uh, my other two sisters went the other way with dudes, you know, what do you who mean? were like, you know, they're always looking for daddy's approval. Like they were always looking for daddy's approval. And like, I was like the chick who was like, like, you know, like I had a guy who was like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I was going out with him. And he was like, yeah, what do you think about, you know, us having sex? And I, I started laughing at him. And I was like, no, dude, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, and like, and I was so like, and I was so like, you know, a little hard. But uh, I'm like, I don't trust you. I don't, I, I don't trust anyone, you know. So why don't you just like, you know, a friend of mine was like, um, man, you are hard on men. And I was, and he was like, you gotta, you, why are you so hard on guys? And I was like, because like you guys make me have to be like, why don't you fucking be a person, you know? And I just like, yeah. So, I mean, I, uh, you know, and that's kind of like, I'm, I'm very much a mollusk, you know, like, uh, I'm a very hard exterior. And then like, you know, if you pry it open, I'd open, I'm just like this gelatinous, highly, highly emotional, you know, um, uh, beast, you know? So I wish I would have gotten a handle on everything, you know? Cause it's like, it's like that PTSD is a bitch, man. And yeah, it's crazy. Go ahead. It's crazy. Cause like, um, they don't tell you this, but after you, uh, after you give birth, you, your postpartum can trigger your PTSD for like years you know, like you'll be changing a diaper and then you're, you'll hear, you know, her, her scream in a way that you remember screaming yourself, especially when your kid looks exactly like you. Wow. It's, it's a total mind fuck, you know? So like, yeah, I had to go back into therapy after I had a kid, you know? And now I'm not currently in therapy because I love, uh, like I had a great therapist, but she died. Apparently that's a big deal. Um, <laughs> she, um, uh, wow. she was great. And then I got with this other therapist who was great, but, um, she's not on my plan. And it's like, you gotta like 
pay out of pocket and then you get like a master receipt and you have to turn that in. And then, and I'm like, I can't do all this paperwork. I'm in therapy. Like, I'm like, like, why are you going to try to make it harder? So I switched to this like psychotherapist who was like, you know, the only way that you're going to feel better is if we, for an hour, once a week, maybe you should see me twice or, or three times a week. If you just like relive all of the, the most painful experiences, and then we're going to try to find new ones that you've deliberately suppressed. And, uh, and I was like, I, and then I started noticing that I just was a wreck for like six months. I was like, I've, uh, like a, a uh, yeah, I was a wreck. And I was, I think I need to switch. I don't think I respond well to psychotherapy. I think I'm more of a cognitive, uh, I like, yeah, I'm more of a cognitive, uh, cognitive behavioralist kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, marriage family therapist kind of person, you know, like, like, uh, I'll tell you how I'm feeling. You say, Oh, uh, uh, have you thought about this as a way to fix that? great. I, I think I'll try that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, so I think that's how I respond is like cog- cognitive therapy, therapy, like, you know, like an alternative, yeah. An alternative, um, to, uh, you know, a solution that I would find myself, you know? Yeah. That completely makes Until sense. I've, Cause yeah, to relive it is, I mean, you're just reopening that, that wound again. And, and, yeah, uh, what, what, and what cognitive behavioral therapy, what's great about it is, and not to say there's something for some people they need to relive it because sometimes they need to relive it to reframe it to 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 move through it and then but if you've if you already done that work then cognitive behavioral is better for you so that you can it helps you be more present as you said and uh, and any of the issues that you had or will still be showing up in your present life so if we help you manage your present then it'll help to undo and give you insight into your past on your own without us having to do that. Uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And, and like the, my psychotherapist was like, you know, I feel like you're a little guarded, like for the, like the first month or two. And it wasn't until I like broke down crying. She was like, now I feel like we're really doing the work. And I was like, I don't want to feel like this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't want to feel like this. And then I was like, okay, fine. I'll buy into it because you only, you only, um, you know, you only allow, yeah, allow yourself to be taught if you, you know, show the respect to the teacher and open your mind and say, okay, we're going to do this. Right. So I did that and I was in fucking pain all the time. And I was like, you know what? Cognitive. And, I, <laughs> and so I'll, I'll go back to my, you know, uh, therapist who isn't in the network. Damn it. It was like when I, when I was on Medi-Cal, she was in the network and I, it was like, Oh yeah. Like, like California is just going to pay for it. Thank you, California. But now that I'm with a uh, SAG AFTRA, like, um, she's not in the network and I cannot find another therapist. Um, and I'm like, uh, but, um, I'll find one. At least I know what's, at least I know what's going on now instead of why do I always feel like this or like why is my go-to like i have a trigger you know am i being triggered right now like recognizing your triggers and being like how do i respond to this in a healthy way and is it okay to be angry at this moment yeah it is okay to be angry at this moment am i directing it at the person who who deserves it yes i am directing it as the person who, who deserves it you know so no it's cool and, I mean, and, that, I do and that's like- the and that's the power of, of the psychoanalytical of going back is because it does help you recognize your your triggers from your childhood because you know the triggers are 
you know, they they can come in so many different forms. It could be scent, sight, smell, color. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you said, the baby crying. Um, yeah, they just, that sounds. There's just, that just sound. so many subconscious. <laughs> it could be a song. It could be, it, it, there's so many things, <laughs> keys in the door, put like, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and so sometimes you'd be like, why, why do I feel uh, undone right now? This doesn't make sense. And, and that mm-hmm. helps you to make it make sense. That's why they have you when they, when you relive it to go back through all the things that you experience through all of your senses so that you can be aware of, uh, what could, it's just like, uh, military people when they go off to war, they come back loud noises, uh, you know, parades, uh, football games, basketball, all that. We will, you know, all that stopping, fireworks, Mm -hmm. all those things can be, uh, triggers for them. Uh, but for, but then the opposite, I had a guy tell me that, uh, absolute silence was a trigger for him because in war it was when it was too quiet that Mm -hmm. he knew a missile was was coming you know like you're like "Uh uh-oh i don't hear anything at all we're in trouble Mm -hmm. you know Uh, i sleep night lights like uh i sleep i have to have the light on and it's only been like recently that i haven't had uh if, if if cooper's not at home um, uh, before I had Ripley, um, I would have to have the TV on. I'd have to have the TV on and I'd have to sleep in the, uh, uh, dining room with like a weapon by me, which wow. is, um, Go ahead. which is crazy. Right. Because like, um, like, uh, I've had, had like home invasions. I've had like some guy waiting for me in my closet when I was, uh, in bed. Um, I've like, one of the things that my mom would do was she would attack us in our sleep um, and, uh, for a long time I slept walked. Um, uh, but w- it was cool when, when, uh, I, uh, like got rid of all of the toxic people in my life, I stopped sleepwalking and it was like, it was, it was so cool. Cause I, like, uh, I was like once found outside, um, uh, uh, I tried to like climb onto the back of a couch when at Cooper's old place, um, yeah, like a, and that's a total, that's a total like sleepwalking is like, oh, shit went down. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you ever see somebody who's like a chronic sleepwalker, yeah. like, oh, shit went down for you, you know? Yeah, Mike Birbiglia, um, uh, his, he's kind of built his career on the fact that he sleepwalks. I don't know if you know who that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's a good comedian. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. good. He did, he yeah. did a whole he's, uh, he's, Broadway uh, show about that. Oh, I have to see it. I have to see it. Um, uh, I like his. I, I saw one of his specials, and he was really great. And I also like him in uh, Orange Is the New Black. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, he's great in that. Uh, mm. So, what were some of the things that uh, you know once you found your your new therapist that uh, you know some practical things that the, the listeners could take with them uh, to help them move through some of that pain or trauma? Um. Well, I'm. I know that I can hold a grudge like nobody's business and that does not serve. And that goes back to my whole, like, you know, like, um, if you know, like nobody's going to get over on me, I'm going to get even like, I'm fucking taking notes and I'm going to, you know what I mean? And like, and I think you won't, it won't, maybe it will be today, but down the road you're going to wake up and you're gonna be like, I fucked up and now I deserve this pain that I'm in. You know what I mean? And Liz did it to me. 
So, um, uh, when I was talking to um, my great therapist, um, uh, she's like, hey, you know, if you're in an argument with your husband um, or if you two have a difference and she was, wor- she was working with both of us, she was like, you have 24 hours to express your level of discontent it, that you express if something's wrong. If within 24 hours you can't you haven't said anything, you have to let it go. And I'm like, Wow. You have to, if, if you didn't bring it up, it wasn't important enough to bring it up, you have to let it go. Just let it go. And I'm like, I've never done that before. Just let it go. Like, like take that, like, anger or pain and just, like, set it on one of those fucking Viking funeral boats and just, like, send it <laughs> out, you know? Just fucking let it go. Like... Oh, and it's so much, it's so much more liberating, you know, cause it's like when you do take all of the, that negativity, you know, and, uh, and put it inside of yourself, it, it can cause like physical, you know, physical uh, harm. Like, like, uh, I'm having like a little experiencing a little bit of a heart, uh, like, 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 a a little, like low, uh, level anxiety, um, you know, with the whole, like, uh, are we all going to die today issue? But, um, uh, and, and I've never had like panic attacks before until, uh, Donald Trump got elected. And, um, <laughs> and for like, like, uh, uh, I'm laying in bed and, um, and, uh, Coop's like, Hey, you know, I've got a, an early day in the morning. Um, and Rip, this is when Ripley would wake up every few hours and be like, you know, crying and not being able to get back to sleep. And Coop's like, hey, I might sleep at the studio. Um, and I was like, hey, do you mind just, you know, not tonight, like tomorrow totally, but not tonight. I feel like I might be having like a stroke or something. And I just want to make sure that like, if I if I can't wake up, like somebody's here for Ripley. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, it's it's probably nothing, probably <laughs> nothing. And, and so like, like, um, and so like, like a couple of days later, you know, it's like, like the weekend and, um, uh, they're watching TV and I grab my purse and, and I'm, 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 I'm walking out the door and I was like, I'm going to be right back. I'm just going to run an errand real quick. And he was like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to go to urgent care. I think I might be having a heart attack. It's probably nothing. It's probably nothing though, you know, and what I needed to do. And then I go to, I go to the urgent care and they're like, you're not having a heart attack. You're having an anxiety attack. Um, go to your general practitioner next week. Um, they're like here, you know, uh, you need to chill out. Right. And my general practitioner was like, you know what? a lot of my, a lot of my clients are coming in with this. Everybody thinks they're having a heart attack right now. She's like, it's the time that we're living in, you know, she's like, and, uh, 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 you know, especially around, it was around the Kavanaugh hearing that I started to like, um, uh, uh, really, really start to trip out because like, you know, so many people, you know, I've had uh, situations that are, are similar, you know, um, uh, to what Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, uh, endured and, and to see a guy like that, you know, get promoted and her dismissed, it just fucking worked my last nerve. Right. So I thought I was having a fucking heart attack. Right. Um, and they sent me to a cardiologist. He was like, you're having a panic attack, panic attack. You know, it's, it's, uh, you, you've got to chill out. Right. So, um, so how did they, so how did they, 
like it's one thing to say chill out. It's one thing to say relax. But like, what do you? But what do you? What are you doing specifically to? Because if I had panic attacks too, and and you know the whole breath work and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But so when when up, what are they telling you to do? Like there has to be some technique or something that they. Well, I dumped my psychotherapist and I went back to my cognitive therapist and who was like, there's a mass mental health issue right now. You're not alone. So I was like, okay, I'm not alone. It's completely natural. She's like, your body's holding the pain. You need to try some yoga. Okay. Okay, cool. And I have also some Xanax that I use to, uh, uh, it's probably expired, but I have like old Xanax that, cause like my ther- my uh, doctor gave me a prescription cause I yelled, we're all going to die on a plane once. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you've got to give me something that like, like that if I need it, I'll take it. Right. Um, uh, I'm a little, I'm a little tightly wound. And, um, and then I started doing yoga, like hot yoga at like waking up at like five in the morning and going to hot yoga for a six o'clock class and watching the sun come out and just sweating. And before the day even starts, you're like, Oh, I did something for me. I've got my breath. I'm here. I'm present. Like, um, like I'm experiencing anxiety because I'm, I'm living in the past. Like I'm, 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 you know, afraid of the future and I'm, I'm living in the past and I'm not here right now, you know, trying to find a way to uh, make myself be here. Like nothing's coming for me. I'm safe. I am, you know, even if something, and there was a moment like when I was in yoga where I was like, is some like gunman going to show up and start shooting people like he did over at another yoga studio? And I was like, all right, this is, it was yoga sculpt. And I was like, if he does, I beat him to death with this weight and then I go into child's pose and I breathe <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I was like, I always have to have a plan of like how I'm going to kill someone and find an exit. And then you, you breathe, you know? And so like, like, uh, um, and then breathe. I have to work <laughs> and then you breathe. And like also running the marathon really helped because like I have to, I run until I don't feel crazy anymore. And then like at the end of, 26 miles I had like made friends with myself again and like was like you can do anything and like like that's what I'm trying to like do I'm trying to make sure that I get at least two hours of working out every day even even in this house because if I don't sweat out my stress I'll internalize it and I'll feel like I'm having a heart attack or and and I won't be able to show up for my family or for myself or for my cats or for the world. And we all need to send some like super good energy. And also like taking a break from the news really helps and just putting on some Simpsons, you know, like, like, like try to keep it light. And, and like, um, uh, I appreciate that high school version of myself that was like, Hey man, if I ask you how you're doing, I just want to hear, you know, and let's go through the day. Like I, I'm like I understand why I wanted to keep things really really light. <laughs> like people are like, "How are you? Fine, good. Let's move." You know, like <laughs> so, like uh, um, like all of the all of myself are having a conversation right now, and um, uh, yeah, I candles, aromatherapy, yeah, exercise, lots of love. If it gets too heavy, ain't no shame in saying this is too much for me. You know, and I'll even say that to a loved one, like my little sister calls and she'll be like, hey, 
hey, you remember that time this awful thing happened? That I, well, I didn't tell you about something even worse that also happened. And I'm like, I can't do this right now. I love you, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to back burner this until I'm ready to have this discussion. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know when I can, ha- when I can handle this. And I'm so sorry that I can't be there for you right now. Just know that I love you and we'll revisit it when I'm, 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 in that place where I can, where it's going to make me not like, you know, cry or punch a, right. you know, a wall or something. You know what I mean? I think there's, there's nothing wrong with being like, I can't, I can't handle this right now. I'm, I've gotten, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like in casino card dealer, you know, just be like, boom, boom. And, you know, just wave the hands, you know, Liz, and there's nothing wrong with that. Thank you so much for being on this episode. It was so much, uh, so many powerful insights, um, uh, um, um, you know, from the, you know, take a break, cut off the news, get some sun, work out at five in the morning, uh, create, Mm -hmm. create, create, cook, create, talk, go to therapy. Um, Breathe. Yeah. And there's a therapy app that I'm going to try in the absence of being able to. Yeah. I'm going to check out that therapy app, you know, Uh, where you're like, Feeling a little cuckoo right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, feeling a little. Plug- little uh, uh, my neighbor knocked on the door, and I told him to get his filthy, his filthy eight-year-old ass out of my sight. You know, <laughs> and I was like, "Don't, don't bring, your, bring your germs around here, dude." You know, like, yeah. Plug, you know what uh, I mean? plug all your things, Liz. Oh, um, Instagram, well, all that. Oh. Oh, uh, I am Liz Sword. I'm crowning on Instagram. I have a comedy special that I thought uh, 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 called Liz Stewart. I'm crowning. Um, very, it's uh, very funny. I was very funny. I see it. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it means more when I don't say it. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> so, so check it out. Um, uh, I'm on Twitter at Liz Stewart Comic, but I, I'm really just an asshole. Um, oh God, I need to stop putting my face next to the phone. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm a horrible person on Twitter. I'm, uh, I'm trying to be better. Uh, don't follow me. Follow this guy, Do- uh, Dr. Jack Brown. He's a body language uh, analyst. And he's very informative. I'm just mean to Ted Cruz. Like that's all I do on Twitter is I just like, you know, you know, ask him how many eggs he's laid in his wife's chest, you know, like, like I'm a horrible person. Um, so yeah. And I'm on Facebook, but we should all get off Facebook because, uh, Zuckerberg sucks. So, um, and of course, Liz, we understand that you're not a therapist or a psychiatrist, however, always feel like there's one person listening in who's on a precipice of ending their life. Before you kill yourself, what would you say to that person, Liz? Why kill yourself when you can have sweet, sweet revenge? And the best revenge is living well. You know what I mean? Like you feel you feel low now. And I, I thought about it too, you know, and I'm I'm so glad I didn't go through it with it, you know, because um, I've got a really, really great life with uh, people who love me and I've, I'm, uh, and I've, I've moved into a position where I can love more than I ever thought that I could. And like, it will, it will get better, you know, just, um, and when, when it does get better, you're going to be so much more grateful for what you have than people who've never experienced the level of loss that you're experiencing right now, or the level of pain, like that pain is going to, 
is going to make you more empathic to other people's pain. It's going to make you a better person. It's going to make you be able to relate to people better. So the the pain sucks, but it's going to be a very useful tool for your future. And as Meryl Streep says, you take that pain and and you make it art. (laughs) You know, take that pain and turn it into art. You can create with it. Create something beautiful, you know, like the the best flowers grow out of the most shit-filled soil, you know? So be a fucking flower, man. Thank you so much, Liz Stewart Barnes. And uh, <laughs> and we will talk to you soon. Remember, uh, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Uh, no, you know, go to a therapist, use an app, use a psychotherapist, use a cognitive behavioral, talk to someone uh, and then if if you're still struggling, uh, go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching, thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching, and we will help you find your purpose, alleviate that pain, and uh, reinstill hope uh, in you. So thank you so much, Liz Stewart-Barnes. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Peace.